All right, we're back with another episode of Pastime Rants. As always, if you want to give our Facebook page or Twitter a like, uh, that'd be appreciated. We post some stuff up on Facebook every once in a while. Uh, Twitter hasn't been active here lately because I haven't got any follows. <laughs> I swear. So, so I'm just tweeting to no one. You post a baseball <laughs> pack opening and it's like 200 people going to yeah, watch it. Just tweeting into the abyss. Um, <laughs> This episode, we've got uh, a little bit of UFC talk. We haven't talked UFC in a little bit, but we finally have a pretty good card. And there's breaking news about it. Get it? Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, then we get into the NBA Finals. We talk a little bit about Game 3 and Game 4. It's coming up tonight. Yes. And then we talk about... Uh, the abysmal team that is the United States Olympic basketball team uh, and how they've been doing. And their, their place among other U.S. men's basketball teams. Yeah, and they're currently playing Argentina right now, so we're going to go watch that and see uh, how that goes. And we'll see. So let's get into it. Let's go. We're back again. Uh, we haven't talked about – UFC in a little while, so we're going to open that this episode up with this past weekend. We watched UFC 264, um, the Poirier-McGregor 3 mm-hmm. card. Um, it was a decent card. It's all right. It's okay. It wasn't the best card yeah. ever. Um, but the main event opened up with Sean O'Malley fighting Chris Moutinho. And, and you remember what I said? I said it's two drug dealers selling a debt. <laughs> um, well, the debt was settled. <laughs> he better pay that man. Um, Chris Moutinho stepped in on short notice. I think it was like maybe his UFC debut or something. He saw his shot and he took it. Oh, like what? What's the great? What's the best ability you can have as an athlete? The best ability? Yes. I don't know what availability. Okay, it's a chill signing. Is that you stay in shape? You wait on the call. And when they call you, you go get fucking beaten to the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did not look ready for the UFC. No, um, not if, not against that guy. Yeah, if we're talking in ESPN terms, do you think getting punched in the head is a really bad thing? How many are we talking about? Um, like 280. I heard, I heard it was the most accurate anybody's ever been in UFC history on somebody's like dome. Yeah. That's what I heard, man. Riff Raff went almost 90%. Um, Sean O'Malley landed 230 of 318 significant strikes. It was like 80 some percent. Was it? I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. It was, it was, they said it was at one point it was over 80%. Absurd. Yeah. Um, one hundred and seventy-seven of those were to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't knock an ounce of that hair dye out either. Yeah. It, and, oh, and the, 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 if you don't know what we're talking about, they're both of their hair is just next level. Like one guy looks like Riff Raff, the rapper, and the other guy just—I don't know. He said, "Make it green." <laughs> no, it was green. It's the. It was the color of your uh, Timberwolves jersey. Yeah. Um. So. Sean O'Malley just laid it on him from start of the fight to the end of the fight. The thing I didn't like about it, though, was I was calling for, like, end of the fight, like, at the end of round one. (laughs) I mean, this dude was getting hammered. He's getting hammered, but he was like – O'Malley was hitting him like a Diaz brother does. He hit 50%. 
maybe every shot, but my God, man. By the end of the round two, I'm going, just throw the towel in. This dude, if this is, I think it was his UFC debut, if he's taking this much damage this early on in his career, it might just be better to just go ahead and throw the towel in. Um, did you say out of 230 shots landed, 100, did you say 177? To the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, he was just eating them. Like 45 for 55 to the body. Yeah. The dude was just eating headshots. Eight for eight leg kicks. I mean, the dude. But the thing was, the dude took it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ, he took it. And then he got in the third round. Sean O'Malley is still just laying it on him. And like 30 seconds left in the fight, Herb Dean calls it into the fight. Waves it off. And what did the dude do when he waved it off? Uh, he's kind of upset. Lucino was kind of upset that he waved it off. And at that point, if you've already got your ass kicked for two two rounds and four minutes, go ahead and let me just finish the fight. Go ahead and let it You might as well. It was, it was her, her dame doing a mercy killing is what it was. I guess. But if you hadn't stopped it already, you got 30 seconds left, you might as well just let it, it go. Uh, yeah, because he wasn't on death's door. It's not like, you know, he was – we weren't – Let's be honest. We're not concerned about anybody's safety. We weren't concerned about his safety because he was just getting he was getting peppered for two and a half rounds, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting like it's not like he, Francis Ngannou was hitting him for two two no, and a half rounds. I mean, but Sean, he was he was lighting Sean him up. I was lighting him up. He was lighting him up, and uh, he stepped in. But what I found hilarious is when he stepped in, the dude's like, "What?" And we were we were it's like I had him right where I wanted him. <laughs> it was yeah, all part of my plan. He's about to finish him. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you are right. It's like, dude, he's already acquired all the brain damage he's going to get. Yeah, 30 more seconds ain't going to do much. No, man. Just Sean O'Malley had a pretty clean combination there that was the end of it. I yeah, mean, he landed his jab all day. Oh, yeah. He could not stop a jab mm-hmm. to save his life. Because one thing is, and we'll go back to it, is that he did take this on, like, no notice. Mm-hmm. And he's going against a very lanky, long striker that is a pretty high-level striker. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he's. but I didn't think he was going to get, like, put through the meat grinder like that. Like, that that was – it was – it was honestly, it was fun to watch because <laughs> we're like, dude. And Dana White gave them the bonus for fight of the night. I don't know what that is uh, based on. I know what it's based on. Fight of the night, to me, is, like, the best fight. It wasn't the best fight. <laughs> Sean O'Malley – Got a performance. I mean, the best performance. That was like a pity. Here's seventy five grand for that ass beating you just took. It was a reward. Yes, for coming in on late on short notice yes. and getting annihilated, mm-hmm. but taking it. Yeah, it's not like he showed up, did thirty seconds, got knocked out, walked out. He stayed in there. Yeah. Like he was, at the very least, he was trying. I don't know if I'd say fight of the night though. That card, I would have gave him seventy five grand for taking that ass whooping. <laughs> Because that card wasn't that good. Yeah. It was okay. Because, I mean, like, the Wonder Boy fight I thought was Well, there was unfair. the tie to Vasa and Greg Hardy fight. I already forgot that one. The tie to Vasa knocked out Greg Hardy. It was almost like uh, uh, the Czech Congo Pat Barry fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah. yeah, I yelled out Pat Barry. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay. I, I, I almost give that fight of the night. If you're talking about fight of the night. Well, they're going to get knocked out of the night. They're already getting – that dude's going to get something for that. But, no, that was cool, though, because what we were saying about Pat Barry – His head's red. 
<laughs> see them stats. He's pulling up the UFC stats, and uh, it's got the little hit chart. Yeah, and the thing that the thing is, he only landed five to the head, but no, that head's red. But we're talking about heavyweights now. <laughs> the, the strikes are a little different, but the head, yeah, they got this man's head like they look like they got a red sharpie yeah. and just colored his head. But no, it's like he he hits him. Uh, tell me the names again. Tuivasa and Hardy. Okay, Tuivasa gets clipped and gets wobbly legs for like a millisecond. And we're like, uh oh. And why we say Pat Barry is the Pat Barry Czech Congo fight that you saw 22 years ago. Yeah. Where Pat Barry had him. And then Czech Congo just throws a just throws something out of nowhere. For those that don't know, there was a fight night in Pittsburgh that we actually attended where we actually got to witness probably the greatest comeback of all time in MMA. If you're going to go to the UFC, you picked a good one. Yeah. So Pat Barry knocked Czech Congo out. Pretty much. Um, he wobbled legs. He was down on his knees. While he's on his knees, not defending himself, Pat Barry's just punching him in the head. Just back and forth. Bam, 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 bam. Czech Congo kind of ties up with him a little bit. I mean, is right at Mergliata, I think, was the, the ref. He was going in to, to call it, and he, he tied up with him a little bit. Czech Congo managed to get back on his feet. Pat Barry punches him again. Knocks him out again. Mm -hmm. He's once again down on his knees, and he's raining down punches on his head again. Manages to tie up again. I mean, right before the fight's about to get called again, and then Czech Congo managed to get back to his feet. He's stumbling backwards. He can't walk. Yeah. Yeah. And Pat Berry comes wildly running in, and Czech Congo just throws like a wild haymaker, and it lands and knocks Pat Berry out. Czech Congo can't even stand. He just falls on top of him. I mean, he falls down on top yeah. of him and hits him a couple times, and they, they call the fight Czech Congo one. It was insane. Well, like Pat Berry, like he he knocked him out about as much as you could because when yes. he hit the ground, his eyes were rolled back in the back of his head, mm -hmm. basically, like cold. Yeah. That was like a um, – it, it was a flash KO, mm -hmm. like out of nowhere. But like what you were describing about Czech, Czech was all over the octagon. Mm -hmm. Like when you say he couldn't get his legs, he was like – He's stumbling. He, he looked like the most hammered person you've ever seen in your life coming mm -hmm. out of, like, I don't know, Mardi Gras. Yeah. That's what he looked like. And just throws – that's cool. That kind of happened Saturday. Yeah, because Greg Hardy did clip him. Uh, he, did. He, he got a little wobbly. Um, and backing up a little bit, and Greg Hardy kind of came in again trying to stop the fight. And two of us just – Clocked him right in the forehead. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> hey man, some, is, there's like Samoans. Like hell, that goes back to Mark Hunt. They just hit different. Mm -hmm. They just do. Like that, he connected like, with Greg Hardy's forehead, and Hardy went to sleep. And to give you an example, the only time I've really seen somebody hit in the forehead is when Deontay Wilder hit with Brazil. No, 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 no. It was uh, who's the guy that was like fifty? I forget his name. He was an old guy. He, he did a rematch with him. And uh, just straight right to the forehead, and then you see like sweat, go, yeah. <laughs> and the dude died. <laughs> but that that was cool. So there was some cool moments, and we we had a, a a female fighter come out to an Imagine Dragon song, so I immediately wanted her to get destroyed. <laughs> um, and then there was the Gilbert Burns Stephen Thompson fight. Um, pretty boring fight. 
Yeah, and I still think again, like we've said this before, is that unless Stephen, unless Wonder Boy knocks you out, he's never going to get a fair shake. No, because that dude, who did he fight again? Gilbert Burns. Burns acted like he just put on a masterful performance, and all he did is he did the same thing Woodley did: mm-hmm. is he didn't do shit until like the last thirty seconds, and then acts like he did something. Yeah, and then he gets like takedowns that lead to nothing, and that's one thing that we were talking about: is like they're going to have to do something about the 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 points and the and the scoring is that if you get a takedown and you don't do do anything with it, because he was trying to get a takedown in the fight to try to seal the fight. He Pretty wasn't going to do anything with it. And it just bothers me because I said I had turned a corner. I told you that all the people in the in the in the place was booing because he was just holding him down. And then I was always with Joe, Joe Rogan saying, you know, do something about it. It's a fight. But now I'm to the point now that this is entertainment. We all got together, made plans. You pay 60 bucks for it. We're not paying for you to squeak out a W. We're paying for you to, I'm not saying put your health on them, but if you're just going to take them down for points, get fuck out of here. We don't want that shit. I'm with them now. I'll boo you for that shit. Unless you're Khabib and you're taking somebody down, you're mauling them. Like there is a purpose behind what they're doing. Or unless you're like, a high-level uh, BJJ guy. I get that. All he was doing was trying to eke out a win. That's all he was lay on him. He laid and prayed. That's yep. all he did. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, they, they probably – it's hard to say because, you know, the refs give them warning that if they don't do anything, like they're going to stand him up. Mm-hmm. That should have been probably a fight where they stood him up. Yes. Because he was not trying to move. He wasn't trying to gain like a better position. He wasn't trying any submissions. He wasn't trying to, I mean, land strikes on the ground until late. I mean. And then late, he just flurried him. Yeah. Do it the whole time. Yeah. Because like the last 30 seconds, I think there was a part where he was getting up. Yeah. Wonder Boy still down. And he just started clocking him in the yeah. head. And left some good shots. Yes. Do that. But then at the end, he's just hitting him in the back of the neck. Yeah. And and the ref's not doing any. I mean, he's clocking. How many punches do you think land in the back of the neck, back of the head at the uh, end of that fight? Five? At least, yeah. And ref didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Um, Burns controlled seven minutes of this fight on the ground. He's so, just, I mean, that was – I mean, that's almost half the fight. Half the fight was on the ground and him just laying there. I, I think Wonderboy did enough to win. But that's just me. You could do either way. Yeah, I mean – But I don't want to give it to the guy that laid and prayed. You don't. I don't want to reward for people like that. If you look at the numbers, Wonder Boy only landed 59 strikes. Yeah. Total. Um, that's because he was laid on his back for most of the fight. Um, and it says Gilbert Burns landed 101. Probably just all on the ground. Probably 50 of those were like right there in that last round in the last yeah. like 30 seconds. So I get it. I just don't reward people for that. I say grab that dude and just throw, send him to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll get payback. Just like, I don't know, like graft, graft a New York Knicks jersey to his body so he can't take it off and then just send him in the uh, uh, Phoenix. Well, Gilbert Burns was kind of a bad man there for a minute. I think he got hurt. He was going to fight for the title. And I feel like he had to pull out. Let me pull up this. He was just getting a win. That's what he was doing. He was getting win on a name is what he was doing. Yeah, and he didn't want to get caught. Um, we were actually surprised that. Wonder Boy. We thought Wonder Boy was not as old as what he was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is we thought he was 31, 32, and it's like, he's 38. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, Gilbert Burns, he beat uh, Damian Mind, then Tyron Woodley, and then he fought Kamara Usman, and he lost. Okay. KO by punches. 
third round. Gilbert Burns, he's not bad, though, but that was just an ugly fight. No, I'm just – all it takes is something like that, and I've already turned on you. Yeah. That and, like, there's certain things I just don't like that are illegal, like laying and praying, foot stomps, knee kicks, or the oblique kick. It's trying to tear somebody's knee up is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, Everybody zacks over there going, what's the rules? I was like, yeah, but it's not – it's an unwritten rule, kind of. That's just dirty. Like, you're labeling yourself as a dirty fighter when you're doing this. This isn't a street fight. This is a damn sport. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the main event, which was Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. All the hype. This is uh, Poirier and McGregor 3. Of course, they just fought a couple months ago. Poirier won. Mm-hmm. Um, that fight, you know, Conor came into it, was uh, very respectful, very nice to Poirier. It was completely different than normal. He was like that with Cowboy, too. Yeah. That got thrown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone. Um, nice Connor's gone. <laughs> yeah, Connor's back to being um, himself on the mic. Being the person we all know and love. Yeah. A uh, lot of trash talk going into this one. A lot of animosity. They they seem to not like each other again. Um, I don't think Poirier gives a shit. I don't think it's – it doesn't seem to be in his nature to be that way. Mm-mm. He's uh, just not a – talking. He's not a charismatic person. No. He's um, just not. But Conor McGregor, you know, he, he's back and he's, you know, back to his old self with the on the mic. Um, so this fight starts um, early on. Conor looked good. Yeah, he looked um, really good, actually. He, he looked good um, up until the point where Poirier kind of took him down. Mm-hmm. Um, once it went to the ground, we all know Conor doesn't do well off his back. He was scrapping like a mother, though, man. Because when he, he gets and Connor was throwing some good strikes from the ground. Any space he got, he was throwing up kicks. Yeah, like he was trying to fight, mm-hmm. and I can respect that. Throwing That's, up kicks, he was throwing elbows from the bottom. I mean, he was he was doing what he could. You yeah. land one up kick, it's done. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, more yeah. than likely. So, I mean, he was fighting his ass off, and then they got back up. They did. Um, Early on in the fight, though, we failed to mention that uh, Connor went to the the calf kicks early and often. Yes, he was throwing those kicks. They were landing. They, too. they, they were landing. He was throwing it with a lot of power. Um, at one point, there was a a calf kick that Poirier kind of did check. Um, did you go back and rewatch yeah, it? Did he check? Yeah, it? I mean, yeah. it wasn't like a full on no, check, but he but just, he, got, he got it. I yeah. mean, he checked it. It was a little bit, but it, it was enough. There's nothing that he probably was see, telling the truth. It did see um, when he threw that kick and Poirier checked it. Poirier points at him. He pointed at his foot. Like he knew something happened. That wow. happened. And he went back. It's, very, it's very quick, but Poirier kind of gives him a, lot, a little point to that leg. Thing is, Connor threw that. It was the left leg. Connor threw that calf kick. If it did fracture there, um, it's odd that right immediately after that, he threw that kick again. He threw like a, a, a kick to the abdomen like right after that. He wasn't feeling it as much as his adrenaline's through the roof. So through those kicks, um, Poirier seemed to think something happened to the leg. Uh, later on in the fights, uh, at the very end of the fight, really, it was like 20 seconds left or something. Connor manages to get up off the ground. Um he goes to throw a punch, and when he steps back on that left leg, the whole thing just gives. Just snaps into uh, tibia and fibula fracture. I mean. That's just hard for me to watch. 
Oh, it's it's brutal. It's um, bad. It's really bad. Like, yeah, that's the first time though it's really happened. I think we talked about this with the Chris Weidman injury. Um, I've never seen that. That it's never happened this way. With yeah, Anderson. He threw the kick. It snapped immediately. It's and the wrapped shame. around his leg. I mean, with Chris Weidman, it was almost the same thing. He threw that kick, landed it, wham, broke the leg, went to step back on it, and it just snapped. Ugh. I mean, a good what? Probably two minutes went by. With Connor? Yeah. Was it that Two, long? Probably, yeah. He was on the ground for a minute. Man, I don't know. It, it, it was, don't seem like it was that long. It was a pretty good while. He was on the ground and then got up and – Well, I guess it was holding on to dear life and then it just couldn't hold on anymore. Yeah. And it popped. And it almost – you almost think um, another thing that happened in that fight was uh, when he first went down, he went for a submission. He almost had it. Which is unlike Connor. He had a high arm guillotine. Yeah. And he had that shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one thing that we can talk about is that Poirier was talking about Connor was pulling his gloves and all that. Well, unless I'm wrong, Poirier was holding the fence when he had that guillotine. And when I say a high elbow guillotine, it it, it matters. It's not a normal guillotine. It's it's like a Marcelo Garcia kind of type deal. Is it's it's not a it's not a blood choke. If I was saying it right, it's not a blood choke. It's on your trachea. It's like it's a it's a pain choke. It sucks. It can suck. And it could be blood. It depends on how he had it. We can't tell. But he had that shit. And when we're watching it, I said, he's got to hook a leg. He, if he hooks one leg, it's done because he had it. And while he's trying to hook a leg, Poirier's like with his feet and his hands are just climbing up that fence yes. backwards. And you can do it kind of with your feet, but you can't grab the fence with your hand. And I think he did. So you can't bitch about him, your gloves, if you're grabbing the cage. But that's the closest to a submission we've ever seen him get. Yeah. He went for it twice. And they that's what they were saying. They think Connor knew the leg was fucked. And okay. that's why he was trying to end it on the ground. Okay. That's why he's going for the submission and try and end it there. Uh, because he knew something was wrong. If he would pull that off, because Poirier's got a black belt. Mm-hmm. If he would pull that off, oh, my God. Oh my God! The mouth that would have come after that. <laughs> oh, you got your black belt, huh? <laughs> I got you with me, white belt. <laughs> uh, but to what you were saying, uh, Poirier was kind of walking his feet around. I don't think you can have your toes in the cage. I don't think you can. Yeah. It's still and grabbing the cage. He did. He definitely did. But you definitely but that's can't. It's almost impossible not to do. You can't do it with your hand. Yeah. But you're not supposed to do it with your feet either. Yeah. You're not supposed to hold on to that. That's yeah. why I say that damn thing should be plexiglass. I don't think that's that crazy of an idea. Is Make that damn thing plexiglass, and that eliminates all that. And then the crowd gets a way better view anyway. Hey, and if you hit him just right, and it splatters <laughs> on the plexiglass. And this ain't like the NBA. You ain't going to have people come in and clean it up. Leave it. Yeah. Leave that shit. Dude, I came up with a good idea just now. Yeah. Dude, tell me that wouldn't be better. You wouldn't have anybody like using the cage. Like a lot of people use the cage for almost like a bounce. Like uh, Randy Couture would do that. He would push you against the cage to help pick you up. It was like a momentum thing. Mm-hmm. Takes that out of the equation. It takes. It's just that you're thrown into a a box and the best man gets out. But man, that would be cool if you clock him just right and blood comes out. It's just like it, like a horror movie. That'd be cool. But like I'm saying, you couldn't grab the cage. That's yeah. too good of an idea. But you could probably get more traction off the plexiglass too. Maybe. Yeah. But that's fine. 
That's fine because you're not you're not grabbing. It's yeah. like you're you're still using it. People would figure out a way to use it sure. to their advantage. They would. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea. No. But um, so Connor, he uh, he fractured uh, tibia and fibula, just completely shattered. Um, it's brutal to watch. It's broke. Yeah, it's broke. We um, thought he rolled his ankle when we first saw it, and then they showed the mm-hmm. replays like, oh no. Yeah. Well, because when it first happened, he goes, oh, oh my ankle. Yeah. And then he finds my Irish accent. It's <laughs> awesome, isn't it? Um, and we're like, oh man, did he roll his ankle? Whatever. And then we see the replay. It's like it, it exploded. Yeah, it broke. Um, yeah, and so <clears throat> Connor is uh, sitting at the side of the cage. They're bringing in the cast and everything like that, trying to get the uh, get it supported and everything like that. Uh, they go to the decision. Uh, oh, before they got to the decision, Connor was yelling. Yeah. He's on his butt, leg broke, and he never shut up. No. It was a doctor stoppage. Yeah. It was a doctor. And he's screaming it because they were, I guess they're going to say like TKO or whatever. No. They still did call it TKO. It, well, I guess, but it, but he, you need to put in doctor stoppage. Yeah. You have to. You can't just say TKO. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. He never shut up. No. Uh, <laughs> so they go, they announce, you know, Dustin Poirier won. Dustin Poirier does the. The billionaire strut makes fun of makes fun of Connor. Um, he didn't win though, but he's still doing the strut. Yeah, but then I guess I mean oh they don't they don't so, like each other. Yeah, so I mean did uh, the second time Chris Weidman beat Anderson Silva? What did he do? When Ooh. Anderson Silva shattered his oh, leg okay. on Chris Weidman. Yeah, did Chris Weidman win? <laughs> Oh, no, he did. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he didn't win. What I'm saying is is that you can't be cocky when the man broke his leg. Yeah, I guess. You'd be happy. But the thing is, I'm going to say, I'm going to give Poirier respect on this, is that I like the fact – this is going to carry over the next section. I'm just going to tell you. Um, I like the fact that they didn't shake hands. There's none of this, hey, man, you tried, blah, blah, blah. You know, you my buddy. Now it's like, no, screw you. Yeah. I don't like you. You talk shit about my family, blah, blah, blah. And he's like that. And the Connor, they turn to Connor and it's all I can do to keep it to myself. Because I'm just sitting there just trying not to howl and wake the kid up or anything like that. What I'm saying the whole time, you can't even tell what he's saying. It's just his mouth is as big as it can be. It's, <laughs> he said this and I fell over. He goes, your wife's in my DMs. Yeah, your wife's a whole. My wife is sitting there going, he's the black knight from Monty Python. It's like you chop his arms off and his legs and goes, it's just a flesh wound. Come at you. Yeah. Uh, Connor never quit talking trash. No. Even with a just broken in half leg. And I told when they were that when they were announcing Dust Poirier won and Joe Rogan's interviewing him and everything, I said, they're going to go. They're going to go talk to McGregor. And sure enough, Joe goes over and sits down against the cage with Conor McGregor. Of course, gives him the mic and everything. And Conor, you know, goes on his little tirade. Um, but yeah, like you said, he, he's never going to, he never shut up. Even with a broken leg, uh, still talking trash, still trying to basically sell another fight, I guess. But I guess after this, I mean, Connor has one win in like what it was like five years. Just five. One win in five years. Yeah. But to be fair, he hadn't fought that much. He either. hasn't. 
but that's still not good. Um, and so I think this was in this fight, we were going to see if Connor was really back. And it looked like it. I, I mean, I honestly do believe that if he wouldn't have broke his foot, he would have won. I think he would have won because that's he he looked sharp. He looked really sharp, but this is the deal. Is like the calf kicks have become really popular mm-hmm. because it can – what is it? Because it can shut your leg down if you hit the nerve just right. Oh, yeah. But there's, we're seeing now the risk is shit because you're going for the shin. You're not going for the meat of the thigh. You're It's higher risk. It's a high reward, high risk type deal. And I'm going to wonder now if people are going to back off of them calf kicks now because they see what can happen. And you see when Weidman, like if you check a leg kick properly, you get Weidman, you get Anderson Silva, or there's five or six other people that got the rubber band um, uh, shin. If you just go for the, if they don't check the kick and you're going for the thigh, you're not going to break your leg. No. And event, that's what he did to Nate. And Nate could barely walk. Well, I mean, after it was over with, Connor couldn't walk. He kicked his leg to death. Mm-hmm. So he walked out on crutches after the Nick Diaz two fight. But it worked because Nate couldn't put any weight on that leg, on that lead leg. But now they started going to this calf kick, and now we've got people breaking their legs on it. If me, I wouldn't be doing it because it's just you're too it's too risky and when you can just go for the, the thigh. Yeah. I mean, once you throw it once, you've got to be thinking that other guy knows you're going to throw it again. Or mix it up. Yeah, or go calf kick thigh. Like go, they don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Does that make any sense? I like, guess. I guess. Well, they know they, for a millisecond they know that that le- that low kick's coming. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it coming to? Is it going from my sh- uh, calf or is it going to my thigh? Yeah. I don't know. But people are breaking their feet now. And breaking Seems like legs. even if they even if they throw the the kick to the thigh, they'd still just try and check it, just in case you're throwing it to the calf. It's harder to check a, a normal traditional leg kick. It is, but I'm saying like you're still going to try and check. No, it. you're going to try, and yes. it could be way worse. Yeah, if they get that knee all the way up and they uh, angle it going towards yeah. the kick, and if they're like a tie and they have the their their shins have been you know what would be the word um, almost like calloused. Yeah, just, um, conditioned. Yeah, uh, if their le- if their shins have been conditioned, one of those guys checks your. I throw a leg kick at a tie that's been fighting since he was five. My leg's broke. Mm-hmm. There's just no getting around it. But I don't know. We can take a break and then talk about Connor's future and then talk about the U.S. Olympic men's basketball team. All right, we'll take a break real quick. <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, to wrap up the the Connor Dustin Poirier fight, um, I guess the only thing is, is what's next for Connor? Poirier. Poirier again. They got to because it was, it was disappointing. It happens. And whenever you buy these cards, you got to think to yourself, something's probably going to go wrong. You just hope it's not in the main event. You hope it's not that. Because mm-hmm. like the guy or hate the guy, he's the biggest draw they got. Yeah. Like right now, he's the biggest thing they got. So you don't want that shit to happen. You want a clear winner, a clear loser. But you don't want that shit to happen to anybody. I can name a few. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pen and paper here. Do you want me to make a list? Um, you don't want to see the main event that you paid no. $60 for end with a shattered leg. No, unless it's somebody that you don't like and they cry. Then you're like, all right. <laughs> that, that was worth it. But it, it, that's got to be the next fight. And it's probably six months. Oh, it's, gonna, it, it's probably going to be longer than that. 
Well, it's not a shin though. Cause Anderson was okay within like six to nine months. He was decent. What do you mean it's not a shin? Well, it wasn't like the middle of the shin. No, it's not, but it's still tibia and fibula. It I is, mean. it is, but I'm just saying it's like he's gonna be out for a minute. He is. He's gonna be like non-weight bearing for a little bit. He's not gonna be able to put any weight on that leg. He's not gonna be able to walk. So you at maximum it's gonna be a year. For him to get back where that leg is strong and be in like fighting shape, possibly. I mean, it's it's gonna be a little bit. Uh, more than six months. Damn. More than six months. Well, I was just saying, I was yeah, just doing that loose out there. Is that maybe it's just me? Go through like a training camp and everything too. I mean, well, this is what I was trying to say is that maybe it's just just me looking at it. Is that I compare like Anderson and McGregor's legs. One look just looked worse than the other. But you're mm-hmm. saying it's kind it's of the, the same, same thing. It's kind of the same. It's thing. the same injury. Is it really just? Yeah. It's just lower. It's just lower. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. Never mind. Same injury. Well, I didn't. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know anything about physiology. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I can't spell half this shit. It's it's disappointing to hear that though, because I was hoping it wouldn't be that that bad. But yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely was. I, I'm pretty sure Anderson Silva was a tip fib. But you, you know what I'm saying though is that one does look worse than the other. It's yeah. just the position it's of just where like it has to look higher. Yeah. Anderson's was up higher, closer to like the knee. Yeah, and his leg like bent and wrapped around. Yeah, Wideman's leg. I mean, that's, that's it was why insane. It looks that's about as bad. It doesn't look real. Yeah, when it gets that bad, it doesn't look real. But I would say if he comes back at all, he's got to fight Poirier. They've got to put that one to rest. You can't do Nate. You got to fight Poirier. Well, Poirier's probably going to get title fight next for sure. Yeah, it was, yeah. who else is there like that could get it? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, and Dust Poirier might win the title. Hey, no, no, that's the thing is that is he's great. He's a phenomenal fighter. He really doesn't have any weaknesses. He's got a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Hmm. He's got good stand-up. He's got all that stuff. But, he, God dang it, that dude's not he's not charismatic, like, at all. Like, even the picture they put up of him, I was like, he looks like he's got a poop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just does not come off as a character. It's nothing against him. Either you have that or you don't. That intangible yeah. that people talk about is like, Connor runs his mouth and he does all this, but that's not why he's a superstar. Why he's a superstar is how he does it, how he comes across is that it factor mm-hmm. type of deal. Like certain people don't have, like John Jones don't have that it factor. He's just that good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's not a charismatic guy that's going to go off on a tangent and a rant and all this stuff. He just goes in there and handles people. And then, but he plays up the bad guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, he kind of does have it, but he he knows his strength as being that bad guy. Connor is the most charismatic guy's ever been in MMA. Poirier is as talented as they come, world class. But man, God, you're boring. You're boring. But I do like the fact that you guys don't like each other. You didn't do this and then hug at the end and all this. Said, Sorry about your foot, man. Yeah. He said, Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I like that. I hate it when they when people hype up a fight. I hate this guy, and I hate that guy, and I don't like his mama. I don't like where he came from. At the end of it, they're like, oh, we're just selling the fight. Yeah. Bullshit. Now, with Nate and Connor, I don't think they particularly like each other, but there is a respect there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. 
So I think Dustin Poirier is going to fight for the title next. Uh, like I said, Connor's going to have a, a long recovery, rehab. Who has the belt? Charles Oliveira. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, Poirier might win it. Good for him if he does. Yeah. So, uh, but that means if Poirier wins the title and Connor comes back, does Connor fight him for the title? He has enough name value there. They, they just let it. him go walk to the title. They'd let him do it. Yeah, they would. I mean, because you're, cra- you're crazy if you don't. I mean, I'm not saying you deserve it. I'm not saying you deserve a title shot. The purists out there are getting all mad with their tap out shirts and such. You know, he did what the dude makes money. He draws money. He draws. Why did we watch it? Do we watch it to watch a Samoan dude like um, flatline a guy out of nowhere? That's great, but we didn't buy it for that. Did we buy it to see Wonder Boy that is, what, 52 years old? You know, get put on his back and handled. No, we didn't watch it for that. We bought it because Connor was fighting Poirier again. And I want to say that they came out and said the numbers. This was like the second highest uh, sold UFC ever. I believe it because this was the first major one since they could put people in stands. Yeah. I think this was the second highest ever sold. It's like 1.8 million. number one, man? What number one is, what are you talking about, just MMA? Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, Nate and Connor? Let's see. I'm just guessing. I mean, Ronda Rousey was high on that. Brock Lesnar's high on that. Let's see. Record. Um, well, this has got uh, boxing, too. But it says UFC 264 reportedly sells 1.8 million pay-per-view buys. Second highest selling card in UFC history. I don't know if this is going to tell me what number one was. Number one's Pacquiao and Mayweather. If you're don't, doing- well, this is just UFC events. Oh, the only U- event with uh, more was UFC 229, which was Bur- McGregor and Khabib. Oh, that one was well. I mean, you- 2.4 million. Yeah, I mean, you have an entire like you have, you have Russia, 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 and Ireland. So what? what <laughs> which is Ireland? 3.5 million people. Russia, 7.5 billion people. Yeah. <laughs> Something like is what he said, but uh, but yeah, so. The people wanted it is what you're saying. Is like they clearly wanted this fight because you finally got butts in the seats. You finally got a good card, and then that happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, McGregor probably has, what, the top five most sold pay-per-views? He's got at least four. Yeah, I mean. At least four. Like Khabib, Nate. Uh, Nate. Poirier. Two. Well, Nate two. Well, Nate one and Nate, two. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Nate one and two, Poirier, Khabib, that's four. And then um, Eddie Alvarez, maybe, yeah. when he became Alvarez champ champ. Was a big one. Al- yeah, I mean, I'll guarantee you the top ten is going to be a lot of Conor fights. Yeah. And then you're going to have, like, one Ronda fight, and then you're going to have, like, one or two Brock fights. Mm-hmm. If I'm just going to guess and throw it out there. Yeah. The so, number one forever was uh, when St. Pierre got to fight in Canada. That was number one forever, but that was a long, long time ago. Oh, here we go. I can tell you. So uh, you've got could be McGregor was number one. Poirier McGregor two was. Uh, oh, this doesn't have the newest one. Poirier McGregor two was the second highest. Okay. So that was back in January. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the second one. Diaz versus McGregor is three. <laughs> McGregor versus Cowboy. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, and then it's Usman versus Masvidal. Really? 
that so one. One, two, three, four. He, so he holds the top five already. He'll hold the top six with this one added in. That's kind of crazy. And then uh, Alvarez versus McGregor. Then Lesnar versus Mir. Okay. Aldo versus McGregor. Lesnar versus Carwin. Ronda Rousey versus Holm. Nunez versus Rousey rounds out like the top ten. I was I was almost right. Yeah, I just left out Usman and Usman uh, and Masvidal. And I can't believe that one got as high as it did. Yeah, well, they hopped up Masvidal a lot. Well, no, people watched the Ben Askren. People KO watched it and, for Scarface, is what yeah. they did. I mean, but yeah, like we said, a lot of McGregor on that list. Is it not weird that one guy has become that big of a star in that sport? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the top 10 is McGregor. It's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. He prints money. He really does. <laughs> he really does. Um, um, it's it's kind of, I wasn't expecting that. Well, that wasn't even without that. He'll have eight of the top 10, I think, with Jesus. this, the newest one added in. Yeah. One guy. Yeah. Nobody else can get their shit together and become a superstar. I don't know. Because that's uh, what I'm seeing. I'm seeing somebody like that's one guy that's figured out how to market himself to the point of being like, I, I, I don't think any other sport is anything like that. Probably not. Uh, aside from, I guess, Mayweather. I mean, Mayweather. Mayweather, not that. Yeah. As far as like for your sport. Okay. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on from that. Let's talk about basketball a little bit. Uh, you want to go straight to Olympics, or you want to go to? Uh, well, we can touch on is that did they did the Bucks? They some, played tonight. They played tonight. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Bucks got a win. Game three was an ass whipping. It was the man. Bucks handed the Suns their ass. Uh, there will be no Suns in four. And here's the thing, deal too is that there's something to be said about playing in Milwaukee because their fans. Into this shit. Um, one, the final score of the game three was one twenty to one hundred. It really wasn't that close. Well, the last, <laughs> the last like five minutes of the game, they sat Booker on purpose. Yeah, they let him rest. I don't. He didn't play the fourth. No, he didn't even play. He the didn't fourth. play the. Fourth. He didn't play the fourth at all. So they just let him sit. They, mm-hmm. That bothers me that they weren't trying to win. Um, I guess it's a sh- strategic deal, but I don't know if I'm them. He was so cold in this game. I would play him in the fourth just to see if he could spark it a little bit. He's got to. just to get some, you know, uh, just get encouraged by like something going in. You're too good for you not to catch something. So I'd be afraid if I'm the uh, if I'm the son. So he went three of fourteen, one of seven from three. He only had ten points. I'd be afraid going into game four that he's still cold. I think somebody like I know they've done it, but I'm Paul and them guys have got to sit him down and say, "Hey, man, you did it all season. Just do it now. Mm-hmm. Just do it again. This is the end." Because they asked him, they said, "What would Kobe do?" Because like he's that, he wears purple Kobe's yeah. when he plays, and Kobe would say, "He said he goes, Kobe would tell me finish the job. You got this far, finish the job. He's going to have to believe it mm-hmm. because they have to have him to win. Paul yeah. can't do it on his own." Yeah. Um, is it in Milwaukee or Phoenix? In Milwaukee. Game four is. If the Suns win that, it's done. Yes. It's over. But if they lose that one, you got yourself now serious. You, now you got a three-game series. Um, and Giannis is just willing the Bucks to a win in this one. And I, I thought he would. I thought he, oh. he put up 40 and what did he do? 
40 and 13 Sid, rebounds, six Sid, assists. Um, him and his brother combined for 41 points. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, his buddy got his brother got a job because that's how big of a superstar you are on your team. You got your buddy, you brother or not, you got your buddy a job. Yeah. Um, I thought that Giannis would at least will them to one win. I mean, he's too good to not will them to a win. Man, they did in game three. If he, Giannis keeps putting up 40 points, um, the Bucks, Devin Booker's going to have to show up. Oh, he's got to. Um, but I saw a meme that I thought was funny. It's like, it was a picture of Giannis being like tired. And it says, LeBron's been doing this shit for 13 years. <laughs> Which we know he hasn't, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, game four is tonight. Um, and Milwaukee is a four point favorite. I don't think that last game was the Suns didn't play. They didn't play up to their potential in that one. They just laid down and took it for some damn reason. I don't know why. Um, you can't sit your best guy. But like, also there were some questionable calls in that game. Um, not to be bring up the conspiracy theorist uh, part of the podcast, but uh, they, they could be trying to, you know, stretch the series out a little bit. I wasn't going to say it. Because I didn't want to sound like a broken record. <laughs> but I was sitting there walking my dog the other day, thinking, man, son's in four. Fuck yeah. And I was thinking, and they ain't going to have that shit. No. They're not going to – four days of ratings when you can get five or six mm-hmm. days of ratings in a final. When was the last time somebody got swept in the finals? That's uh, – I'm not saying you have to pull it up, but I'm saying it doesn't happen. And you no. would think normally – well, it's the two best teams in the league, right? So it's not going to go for it. It's not going to get. They're not going to get swept. But you know, there's certain teams that are so much better than everybody else. This is one of those series that the Suns aren't head and shoulders above the Bucks. But you do have the conspiratorial part of your brain going. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that long ago. 2018. Warriors swept the Cavs. So they let them do it. Well, they knew the Cavs were dog shit, but um, and the and the Warriors were a super team. So okay. Then the Spurs swept the Cavs back in two thousand seven. Not a lot of sweeps though. If you go back further than that, it's less than that. This is all recent shit. Lakers, Lakers swept the Nets. The Nets had no business being in that. The fight. Rockets swept the Magic. I'll put it to you like this. The freaking Heat didn't get swept last year, and that's probably the worst team that ever made it to the finals. There's actually more sweeps than I thought there would be. Really? Yeah. I mean, even going back further, I mean, the 76ers swept the Lakers in 83. But that, Yeah, but that team was just – The Pistons swept the Lakers in uh, 89. Okay, so it happens. Yeah. Whatever. Don't come at me with your <laughs> – Don't come at me with your facts, Joe. Yeah. Warriors at Bullets. Bucks at Bullets. That's the 60s and 70s? When was that? Yeah, 71. That's what, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Barry. What's his name? One of the best scorers of all time, and I forgot his name. He shot like a granny free throw. Um, whatever. It was a, he, was the, he was the main guy on the Warriors team. Rick Barry. That's who I was thinking of, Rick Barry. No. Anyway, anywho, they got uh, – they, they didn't want to get a sweep. Of course, I guess, you know, back in those days – wasn't a whole lot of money involved anyway. There's a lot more money now. More than likely, nothing's going on, but it makes you wonder. Sure. Because these teams, like I said, they're not – we didn't expect either team to blow the other one out. It's just the Suns kind of have destiny on on their side, kind of. So 
also you've got two teams that aren't that big of a market playing for it. Yeah. So you probably want this to get drawn out a little bit. Yeah. Which them Buck fans are they're into this, dude. They are. Them Suns fans, I think they're into it. <laughs> they are, but it's still it's not, they got, not they got the a, biggest market. No, they're not, but they got the license to beat the shit out of people now. <laughs> I want to see Bucks fans versus Suns fans in game six. There we go. The teams don't even play. That's what I'm talking about. They just put them on the field. Like, and then if it gets boring, you just put a couple battle bots in there on the court too, and it, they'll move. <laughs> <laughs> they'll move, I promise you. Let's see. All right, so yeah, game four tonight. Um, would you venture to say that the Bucks need to win tonight? Gun to my head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm undecided. Undecided. Okay, interesting. I want to say that they should win, but it could be a tactical strategy to lose. Yeah, to and lose three one. That's interesting. Yeah. Lull them into yeah. a false sense of security, and then you do like a Pat Barry. You just clip that motherfucker. Three one is the most dangerous lead in sports. And you say sons and seven. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we we can uh, you, we, we can piggyback off that to what's going on in the Olympics or what's about to happen in the Olympics. Okay. So we got the Olympics men's basketball team. The last time we had talked, um, I don't think we talked about it. Yeah. Did we talk about it on the podcast? We've mentioned the roster. And we then did. I, we did, and I went off about a lot of players that aren't playing that should be playing. Yeah. Uh, well, the other day, um, Nigeria beat the United States. Okay. 90 to 87. There's, it's a tournament. I can't remember the name of the tournament, but do you want to know what their record was before this year? The it's U.S.? Like 45 and 2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was like 50. 50, okay. 52 or 54 Something and right. two. A lot of wins. That's it. In this one particular tournament that leads up to. The exhibition games. It, they're, they're really all. They don't matter, but. But the great men's U.S. teams, they're not going, they're, they're not playing with you. They, they're coming in to cut your throat and take your wallet. That's what they're coming in. They're these guys are coming in and granted they have a couple of guys that aren't playing on the team yet cuz they're in the finals. You got Middleton, you got Devin Booker, and you got one more guy from the Bucks. I can't think. Holiday? Yes. Yeah. Those three aren't playing on the team because they're in the finals. Okay? Fine. But you got other people that could be playing on this team that aren't. And now you have a world that has caught up to you. Kind of. They've kind of caught up to you. So, like, if you pull up, like, there's certain players, like, I don't expect LeBron James to be on this. He did his – he's done, what, three Olympics? Something like that. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't, which he lost one of them. Imagine that shit. He's go, but he lost in the Olympics. Um, but he's done his time. I don't expect him to. But when but Curry's the main one I, that I'm looking at is that, dude, you're the best shooter ever lived. You're American. Why aren't you playing in the Olympics? Why? Why are you not doing that? And if they lose, well, that'll be four more years from now before he can do it again. But if you look at the top players in the world right now, something's changed over the top. The number two, as far as this is just popularity, right? They got Giannis at number two. I don't think he's the number two most popular, but he's Greek. Yeah. Can't play for us. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, hurt. Um, Steph Curry. Am I just being a punk? Um, Luka Doncic, not not American, led the Slovenians, whatever. His mom's not bad. Yeah, 
Yeah, I saw some because I told you it's been the last two years I've been catching up to everything. I saw him on draft night. I was like, man, damn, his girlfriend's kind of hot. That's his mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just throwing that out there is like I was not expecting that. Um, Kevin Durant is barely trying out there, not playing any defense whatsoever. Um, Anthony Davis is dead. Um, or street clothes, excuse me, street clothes <laughs> is dead. Um, Dame's playing. Chris Paul's in the finals. He's a hundred, so he can't play. Uh, the MVP of the league, Jokic, not American. Imagine that shit. His name's Nikola Jokic, not American. He's not from like Wisconsin. I thought he would be. Jimmy Butler, not playing. Um, Joel Embiid, not from here. I thought he was from Metalla. He wasn't. No. <laughs> Paul George, not playing. Uh, Kyrie or Irving, hurt, being weird somewhere. <laughs> um, Jason Tatum playing. Russell Westbrook not playing. Devin Booker trying to keep his nose on his face. Bradley Beal playing. Um, and then you just go down them. Ben Simmons, nobody wants you. <laughs> so, honestly, if you're looking at this, the American players aren't as deep as they used to be. Yeah. But I still say they should win. If you watched any of those games, any pieces of them or anything, mm-hmm. ain't one of them playing defense. They're not taking this serious. That's what I'm hoping. Is My whole deal I'm saying this is I'm hoping – that when that actual game starts, they're like, okay, all right. Because we were sitting here, Nigeria, somebody popped off that Nigeria had five NBA players on it. Yeah. Um, and they shot like 20-something threes, I think, in that game. Yeah. Um, it, it was some crazy number. But uh, the men's basketball team, they lose one game, okay. Uh, a couple of days later, they lost to Australia, too. Well, I was watching this morning, and, and Stephen A. and Max Kellerman were talking about it. And they made a good point. They said that before the U.S. team made you play their style, they're going to grab you by the back of the neck. You're going to do it our way. Now the international teams are making the Americans play their style. And the Americans aren't pushing their will on anybody, which they should be. You're supposed to. And this is the thing. This is Kevin Durant's team, too. This doesn't look good for this. If I was, if I was KD, I would be worried because this – it's part of your legacy right here. Mm-hmm. It's like you already have a, a a target on your back. Everybody calls you a snake because what was somebody said? It's like somebody put up a meme. It says immediately next season with uh, Durant wearing a Nigeria jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already have a reputation behind you. You're already really thin skinned because you were like, I'm surprised he hadn't come after us, <laughs> to be honest. And like anybody says anything, he comes after him. Yeah. Um, you're leading this team. You are. You're the man on this team, and you're not trying very hard. Mm-hmm. Hopefully these are just exhibition games, and they're trying not to get hurt or something. But still, when you've went whatever the number, 50-something and two over the last, what, like 40 years? I mean, it's a I don't know how long they've been doing that tournament. Um, it's been a long time. I know this. From as long as you can remember from the 80s to now, the men's Olympic team – has only lost like two or three times. That's it. In and the they Olympics. just lost two times in the span of like three days. So 88, they lost to the Russians, which led to the Dream Team. That's the whole reason why the Dream Team happened. And I've told this last time, or one of the times, if that 88, if they would have made the team in 88, that would been the greatest team of all time in any sport whatsoever. Like there's no question. If you could have made a Dream Team in 88, that led to 92. And then they lost. Okay, so that's two losses I'm thinking of. That's it. So one of LeBron's teams lost. They got upset, and then they came back stronger. So what I'm saying is 
is if they do get embarrassed four years from now, Luka Doncic is going to be an American citizen. <laughs> because, hey, people forget on the 96 team, Olajuwon played for the Americans. He was American. They put the Dream and Shaquille O'Neal in the same team. Okay? That's one thing I pointed out to you because they were talking about the 2012 team versus the 92 team, which is not fair because you got Bird and Magic not in their primes anymore. I still think 92 team wins. But that 96 team versus now, there is no bigs out there. Shaquille O'Neal yeah. and Olajuwon in your paint? Everybody else is secondary. It's a problem. But what I thought was cute, they said a um, – and they didn't even say MJ. They said a, a, an equivalent to Kobe. And I about threw my phone out the window. I saw that. I was like, Justin, you can't send me this shit. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. I was like, okay, I ain't getting in there. I ain't going down that road. But I'm going to watch the Olympics just because of this. Because if they're going to crash and burn, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I, I think, like you said, they're not even trying. Um, it could just be a – it don't look good. It don't look good at all. But it could just be a tactic to um, get them to understand that they're not uh, impossible to beat. I don't even think it's a tactic. I really don't. I don't think this is Popovich doing a Chuck Daly. I really don't. Is that I think they're just being lazy, and the the competition is getting better. But you see Popovich kind of get snippy. Yeah. I don't think he got snippy. I don't think he it did. Was, I, it wasn't a lot. I, well, the thing was, he told the guy, "Can I finish?" Yeah. And he goes, "I'll let you talk. Just let me finish." And people said he got snippy. But the reason why he, he had that tone is because that guy was saying, hey, you should be blowing teams out by 20 points. And he says, well, that's not as much of a thing as you think it is. Yeah, it is. When it comes to men's U.S. basketball, you're supposed to blow out every other team on the planet. Yeah. If that American team plays Slovenia and you let Luka beat you by himself, which ain't going to happen, you might as well just move. You can't – you're supposed to – you are – this is what we're good at, dude. When's the next game? Uh, for that tournament? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I haven't looked. To be honest with you, because it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They're not trying. Oh, is it happening right now? Probably. They play at weird times. I think it's playing right now. Who they got? Argentina. They might not even try to the Olympics, dude. There's no point. Let's see. Let's see what if we can get a score or something. Ninety-two to forty. What? Argentina? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking shit. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to find the score. Let's just type it in. Another country. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not putting this out. It's not local. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is that's what one thing about the and you can't say American football because that's uniquely ours. There's other people that try, but that's kind of our thing. But as far as sports that the entire world plays, basketball is ours. Like, that's what we do. And you can't – I'm just saying, it's like when you go out there, you should be wanting to step on everybody's throat. Here's the, here's the stat. It says uh, July 21st, 1992 is when professionals start playing for Team USA. Or that was 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, to July 9th, 2021 was 10,581 days. They had two exhibition losses. Okay, so that's when they started keeping up with it was 92. July 10th to July 12th, three days, two exhibition losses. 2012, they lost? That team lost? No, that was July 10th and July 12th of 2021. They had two losses. I thought you said 2012. Um, I can't find a live score. 
And we'll find out. If they lose, you're going to hear about it. That's just me. That's just me. It's like, I just think you should have a little bit of pride in the fact that if you're going to be dominant, be dominant, you know? Yeah. That's I, it's our deal, man. Like, baseball might be the national pastime, but that's not our sport. Our sport is basketball, as far as what we're good at as a as a nation. Yeah, it's not pulling up anything. I can't find anything. Um, you got anything else to add? While I just hope they up? get hope they get the shit together <clears throat> because it's going to be embarrassing. I don't care. I don't care if the world has caught up or not. You lose at basketball, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, MJ ain't losing in Nigeria. He's just not. You think he's coming back? He might. Four years from now, <laughs> stem cell research, done. Larry Bird and all that magic, they all suit up again. I almost passed out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do it for us. Bye. Thanks for listening.